Well, welcome everyone to the podcast and set. My guest this week is Miss Anatasha Blakely. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. Uh, We just met. We did outside. uh, And I didn't bother to learn anything about you because we were commiserating about the, uh, the election results. Honestly, I feel like, I don't want to say I know everything I need to know, but if we feel the same way about that, then to, today I feel like I know what I need to know about you. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so you're, I guess you're an improviser, because I don't, I don't know you at all. Uh, you must know Brian, right? Because he booked you. Yeah, I met Brian at I.O., which is, I think, the only school that I made it all the way through. It's the only one that really stuck. Okay. Yeah. So how long have you been, been at this? Well, I've been in Los Angeles for three years. I improvised in college in Utah for a while, too. Oh, how was that? Good. It was really good. I did a group called Off the Cuff. They, I feel like they know a lot of people from improv utopians and things like that. So oh, okay, sometimes yeah. people know the Utah guys. But um, I didn't really start into long form until I came out here. And I thought I would just take a class and it would make me a better actor. And then it like opened a can of worms. And so you've been doing it for like two, three years now, yeah. is what you're saying? All right. Yeah. What do you do? Are you on a team at I.O.? Or? Yeah, I'm on a team called Storm Chaser. Storm Chaser? Yeah. All right. And that, how are they doing? Great. There's five of us, and we're coached by Holly Laurent. And I, I love their guts. I love them so much. I, I think I'm really lucky to have that because I feel like they're, they become my best friends out here as well. Yeah, it yeah. tends to happen in the community. Yeah, tends to. I think there's in our in the in the improv community. I think it's fair to say you find a lot more decent folk than in a lot of other communities. Uh, yeah, I think last night I was looking at my Facebook feed, and I and everything about this election. It made me realize that I've been living in a bubble because if. <laughs> If the election results had been based on my Facebook feed, it would have been no question Hillary. Oh, Just yeah, the, improvisers, improvisers, improvisers. But. Yeah, well, you figure your, our feeds are mostly people we we like and agree with, uh, and then you know the, the algorithms of Facebook target you for the things that you will look at so that they can sell you shit. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that is a a, a kind of bubble. Uh, it's what I was thinking about. Yeah, it's, it's hard not to think about the election right now. T- today's date is eleven nine. Uh, when, whenever this podcast airs, uh, I was thinking, as an improviser, how do you think we failed as a country, as a populace? Uh, Yikes! <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I would just say we 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 failed to listen. You know, we we, we didn't we we didn't hear the disenfranchised. Uh, we didn't, we didn't, you know, we, we underestimated, you know, the support that was on the other side. Yeah. I, I also feel like in this community over the last year, there's been a lot of debate about sexism in the community and rape culture. And it's sad that even in our little liberal bubble, it's not perfect. There's problems here with people who are spending you know many hours every week attempting to listen and under understand each other and empathize and if there's problems in that community it really right. shouldn't surprise me that 
you know, people who aren't trying to do that at all wouldn't be listening to each other. Yeah. I, I feel you there with all the, what seems like progress we're trying to make in the community. Uh, and then you hear a guy say, grab him by the pussy. And it's just like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Uh, that you I'm can curious, say that. I'm curious what you think about what we're doing as, as a platform for talking about these types of things. So is improv and art helpful? Because I have always thought that it was, but today I feel so hopeless that no, I'm absolutely like... Absolutely it is. You see the, the people who... I think a, a large majority of the people who are on the other side would benefit from an improv class. Or, or a, a hundred, also, a they hundred, do improv a, classes here. A hundred improv pack. classes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've, I've always said, only half jokingly, you know, what's the point of imp- if someone asks, why do you improvise? Why do you do this for you know now more than half my life? And it's like, there's, I could, among the answers is to heal the world. Uh, and so I'm only like, well, it's slow, but yeah, you know, back when I started, there were two places a mile apart in Chicago, doing what we consider long form. And now you can, you know, it's in every major city in the world. Uh, so it's it's like an infection, uh, a disease that's spreading, but a, a good disease. Uh, and you know, I, I look as far as like something like this, yeah. The, the people would been. I remember back in Chicago a long time ago when this was before this was really starting, or just as it was starting in Chicago, they did a thing that Dell Close, I think, had a hand in, which was they took a bunch of cops and a bunch of criminals and they had them improvise. And basically, you know, you had the criminals making fun of the cops and the cops making fun of the criminals. But in that exchange, you know, they were hearing each other. You know, oh, that's what you think of me. Oh, that's how you see me. Uh, that's a learning thing. So I think improv is incredibly powerful as it can, you know, help us, you know, move forward. You know, it's, it, this is just a weird thing. Because to me, like, this podcast is about improv generally or whatever the fuck we wind up talking about. <laughs> it's just hard not to talk about that today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that if it's about healing the world, then we should be talking about the election, I'm assuming. Yeah, but the, yeah, there's so many it's, people talk about, let's all come together. What I keep wondering is, because I, I, my sense of it, because uh, I'm not a huge politico, but as I watch it, I'm like, what's the, what's the tipping point? You know, when does the tea go into the water? Uh because you see it more and more where it's like, no, there's, there's a, a growing you know, frustration. And that's part of, that part of that frustration is what got Trump elected. But there's also another side to that frustration, which is growing in this country. And I'm like, when, does it, you know, when is it time to not play nice? Because uh, it seems from what, I'm, what I read, uh, it's, it's about half... You know, we need to come together and move forward. And I'm like, okay. But then the other half that I, that, that I read is, you know, fuck coming together. You know, fuck them. Look what they're doing. Yeah. It's like time to rise up. And I'm just like, and so we're somewhere in between there right now. Uh, 
and it, you know, and you think about it, I think I was thinking about the Civil War and how literally it pitted, you know, brother against brother, right? People in the same family fighting on different sides. Uh, and you see that everywhere, people in the same family. Uh, this divides, the almost literally, it divides the country uh, by the people who actually bothered to go out and fucking vote. Uh, about a 50-50, we're divided on this. Uh, and that's, it's not just red state, blue state, because within the red states, they're divided. Within the blue states, they're divided. It's not 100% anywhere. Uh, so where's, I, mean, I keep thinking, you know, where's the tipping point? When, you know, because it's, you, you see it around the world, different types of revolutions springing up. Uh, and we always tend to think, won't happen here. Can't happen here. We're such we're such a young country that yeah. it m- must happen again. Yeah, it's it's you know it's 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 frightening. That's what I think is you know partly scaring, partly scary to people. It's just like it's it's like the system doesn't work, right? Uh, there's all kinds of flaws with the system, and uh, yeah, the slow change is frustrating, right? Uh, to me, to me, it's certainly better than a big fucking step backwards, uh, but it's frustrating to people. Uh, and the you know the you know the, the money in politics, uh, the corruption I think of you know the majority of Washington uh, by the money in politics is it's I think that's why initially I was for Bernie. Yeah, me too, actually. Uh, yeah, I, I thought he, he had a message that rang tr- true with me. Uh, but then I was one of the people who just basically, well, if, it's, if you give me Trump or Hillary, if that's because those are the only two choices, any other, you know, you know, a third party vote is, you know, it's, it's basically, although as it happens, I, I believe it's true that uh, most of the people who voted third party would have been votes for Trump. So it's not like the third party, you know, yeah, if the third party had across the board voted for Hillary, then it might have swung things. But the third party people weren't doing that. They weren't going to do that. What's more interesting, the third party people, I think that's, oh, so I think, I think it is a wasted vote because I don't get the point of it. Uh, because it's not like, oh, we have a third option. No, you don't. Because if you, if you, if you asked me six months ago, you know, Oh, you're going to vote for third party? I bet you $1,000, which is about as much money as I could afford to bet. I bet you $1,000 <laughs> You could afford more, win the election, though, because they you don't win the, know yeah, you're going to win. Play with the house money. That they don't win the election. It's uh, not strategic. I understand the impulse, but um, I the, don't think it's very smart at this yeah, point. Yeah, and, and the stakes to me were, you know, were too high. Uh, this guy's he's a monster. And I think that's I think that's a wasted vote. To me, even more so are the people who said, "Well, I'm not going to vote." It's like, all right. So the person who didn't vote, I have one question: If right now you could put Hillary in the White House instead of Trump, would you? Would you rather have her in the White House or would you rather have Trump? Well, I'd rather have neither. You don't get that option. I know you want that option. I know in your little fucking head you think I have a third option. It's like you don't. It's either Hillary or Trump. So pick one. Uh, no, I don't have to pick one because I don't like either one. It's like, you know what? I didn't like either one either, right? But I picked one. 
uh, as I, I read something, because we're all following our Facebook feeds and, feeds, and most of our feeds will agree with us, but then there's a bunch of, you know, there's a few asshats in there who, you know, will argue ridiculously for the other side. And I, I like the people, you know, so someone was saying, it's like, like there's no such thing as the, the lesser of two evils. And it's like, you don't get that expression if you don't think there's something to the idea of the lesser of two evils. You know, I, I to tell you what, I'll kill your whole family or I'll kill one person in your family. And those are the only two choices you get, right? Which one are you going to choose? And I'm sure they would say, well, I would choose neither because I'm fucking Captain Kirk and I will find a way to beat your system uh, and not have to choose a losing thing. It's like, no, there is something like, something to the lesser of two evils. Uh, But now we get, you know, and it's funny because I've been, the 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 comedian in me should be jumping for joy, but just can't. That's because there's nothing funny. I it's, I like we we're talking about silly, you know, jokes outside, but right now it's not fucking funny. And I I love comedy, and I do think that it is healing. But I'm like, why are we even talking about the lesser of two evils? Like this morning, Hillary Clinton in her speech was telling little girls that they can go out and do and be whatever they want to be. And then we have a man who brags about being able to do whatever he wants to women. So not only did a glass ceiling not be shattered yesterday, somebody grabbed us and said, fuck you, you're back on the ground, this is where you belong. Yeah. So I'm like, that's not even a question of a lesser of two evils. This is ridiculous yeah. to the point where it's not funny. There's yeah, well, nothing yeah, funny me, about it. I was just making the yeah. I was just making the point. Like to me, there's there's, there's no comparison. Yeah, obviously. Right? <laughs> obviously, uh, I was just addressing the point of some, you know someone who said that, you know like there's no such thing as the lesser of two evils. Like that doesn't apply. It's like you don't understand just the pick expression. One. <laughs> uh, it's like no, I don't have to pick one. No, you don't have to pick one. Now you have a president. Uh, it, it also always always infuriates me that. I guess what was it? Forty-eight, forty-nine percent of the country didn't vote. It's like, is it oh. really that high? That's so depressing. Yeah, I, I, I think it was. I read the number. Like I think, oh jeez. Well, the vote Lila saw, like they both had somewhere just over forty-eight percent, because the, the the popular vote was separate by like almost two hundred, like only almost two hundred thousand votes. Uh, so that means about. You know, well, at least half, I think. We're pretty close to just half the country didn't vote. I wonder how they would have voted. Who knows? Would well, yeah. we be in the same position? Well, they like, made, I don't the, know, they know, made their point. Uh, <laughs> yes, you, I am. I get you because by not voting, you, you gave us this president. Um, I guess we're getting what we deserve. <laughs> I mean... Our choices make us. We make our choices and they make us. So if we're choosing this as a country, then we get everything we deserve. Maybe I just am so angry today that I can't... I don't know. I, I like to believe that love actually is all around us and Hugh Grant is super smart in that movie and we should all hold hands. But to, today I'm like, oh, we're a pile of human garbage and whatever happens, we fucking asked for it because our best isn't good enough. And well, there's this thing, thing is like I, I've read a lot of stuff too. And again, I, there's way too many ways 
to look at this that are all infuriating. Uh, such as, you know, the, you know, fact, like they should, they should change the definition of fact in the dictionary to preferred truth. Huh. Uh, just because, you know, facts have gone out the window. It becomes, you know, what truth do you prefer? What do you, what, what do you want to believe uh, rather than what is factual or true? What is scientific? <laughs> Fucking Trump appointed like the head skeptic on climate oh, control, no. the head of the EPA. Uh, and I'm just like, all right, well, there goes science. Because you don't need science. Science never gave us anything. Uh, we're going to fight over, we're going to die fighting over the like resources. And the thing, I think about That's like, my fear. I keep thinking, I have different images in my mind. Like the Democrats to me right now remind me of <clears throat> the British soldiers <clears throat> in the Revolutionary War who marched, you know, like in column down a street and were ripped apart by guerrilla fighters in the trees who weren't going to fight, you know, the way you were supposed to fight. You line up and the, the, the better, you know, D disciplined battalion was victorious by firing right at the other people standing in front of them. Uh, but no, we hid in the trees and we, we did what we had to, to, to win the war. And the Democrats just like, oh, we're just walking down the street. And the Republicans, you know, they're, they're just lying. I mean, just like, all right, so here's, here's, here's what's true. Like, it's not, but if we keep saying it and you choose to believe it, then it becomes that narrative. Uh, and both sides have done that, but you're not going to get me to agree with that the, the Democrats have done it to the extent that the Republicans have done it, that the right has done it. Uh, and it's, so to me, it's, it's, it's the media, right? The, the media stuff, just the fact like in, 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 the, in, the, in the, uh, the primaries, it's like it's simple numbers, like, you know, on, on any given night, you know, like, I don't remember the numbers, but they were something like Trump gets, you know, an hour and a half, Hillary gets, you know, 20 minutes, and Bernie gets 30 seconds, like, of airtime. Air uh, it's like, all right, what is that? Well, it's because Trump was the best show, right? Uh, it, there also might be some money affecting that, but I'm going to say, well, no, if I'm in the media, and I'm a fucking, you know, whore, and I want ratings, I'm going to say, hey, what's the best show? What, what will the most people watch? This fucking train wreck or this reasonable man? Uh, put the train wreck on again. Because he just said another unbelievably fucked up thing. And every time he said something horrific, his ratings went up. Uh, that should have been that should have been telling us something. Again, we, we didn't listen to that. We weren't paying attention. He's, he, it was almost like, a, I mean, I, I remember all the jokes. It was like a game. It's like he was trying to figure out how much, what's the worst thing I could say to get out of this election? What do I got to say to get these people to not make me keep running? Uh, he said, I could kill a man in Times Square and my, my fucking ratings would go up. And they did. Uh, he didn't you know, kill a man in Times Square, but that's what he said. Uh, he's, you know, he's called John McCain a, a coward for being a prisoner of war because he prefers pe the guys who weren't caught fucking spiking his fucking numbers. Uh, it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Uh, I actually don't. I I want so bad to empathize with. I mean, I have family members even who voted for Trump, and I want to understand. But even in talking to them, it all sounds like they hate Hillary because of conspiracy theories, because 
of things that a bunch of other politicians have also done or been in similar situations. But because she's a woman, it's unforgivable for some reason. And I, so I want to empathize and understand where they're coming from and listen to them. But it's, it doesn't compute. Yeah. Well, well, to me, it doesn't compete. I mean, there, there, there are things, there are valid reasons to dislike or mistrust Hillary Clinton. Uh, but none of that comes even close to competing with the monstrous things that Donald Trump said and has done. Uh, it's like just saying, like, like, yeah, but Hillary, no, 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 no. It's it, it's basically like saying Hillary uh, pinched my ass. Yeah, but Donald Trump raped your family, right? Uh, are those things equal in your mind? Uh, There's a, a horrific analogy that I chose to just fucking make. Uh, but to me, that's how unequal they are. He is a monster. Uh, she's someone, you know, that I, that I would distrust, <laughs> right? Uh, he's someone that, that I wouldn't let near my children. Uh, he's terrifying to me. So yeah, they don't, they don't compare. Uh, you said when you started improvising, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it really... It, it 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 really like sort of you know it became something much more to you yeah uh, than you expected. Why don't you describe that so we can stop talking about this fucking asshat? Oh jeez, I thought that if I took an improv class that it would make me a better actor, and I I got a degree in classical acting and was really focused on Shakespeare, and there's so much structure there that I was like, oh, if that's ballet, the ballet of theater, then. I want to go in the complete opposite direction and it'll just round me out is what I kind of had in my head. But then I started taking classes and once I was doing long form instead of short form, it suddenly became this thing that I loved in and of itself. It feels like it's process and product all at once and it felt like the best place to dream and play pretend, like better than anything. Uh, I'm guessing, but I was. Did did it feel like you? What do you mean? Well, there's there's a a lot of things you can study and learn, like mm-hmm. you were talking about. A lot of processes and things you can master or become more efficient at. But improvisation is one of those things where I think somewhere when you catch fire with it, you realize this isn't just me learning something. This is me becoming me. I definitely feel like it made me evolve into a different person. And we're talking about improv healing the world, and we've talked about a whole bunch of other shit that makes us upset. But I think, I mean, I grew up in in a very conservative place, in a very conservative family, um, in what I would describe now as a very powerful illusion that I couldn't really see outside of, even in doing theater and having some cognitive dissonance, I didn't see outside of it, but improv was a huge reason why I could find who I was, my own voice, and to have a different discernment than I did before. 
So, yeah, I'd agree with that. It's, it's funny, something I've, I've said before, which is imp improvisation is the exploration of everything through your perspective. And part of everything is you. So improvisation is also in part the exploration of self. Uh, and, we, you know, we all learn and grow with it. So it's a, I just suspect that's part of what you're, you're feeling. I know it's certainly Absolutely. something, certainly something I feel. Uh, all right. Any questions that aren't about the, the president? That <laughs> <laughs> aren't about the election. That aren't about the election. We've already talked quite a bit about that. You know what? It's been a hard enough day. Let's have some fun and do a set. I think that's a good idea. Uh, what's going to happen now is me and Natasha are going to do about a 25-minute set, and all we need to get started is a suggestion of anything at all. Love. The lesser of two evils. The Love. lesser of two evils. And what? Love. Love. Uh -huh. Oh, Jesus. <clears throat> I'm going to sign. It's done, then. I tried, Gary. I, I really tried. Why did you sign them then? Why'd you give them to me? Fall for it. 
you, you should try. <laughs> really, really put, put some effort into that. <clears throat> All right. I think your problem has to do with your mother. psychology or something that was such a good diagnosis? I, I have a degree. Mm. It's not exactly in psychology, it's, it's in communications. <laughs> uh, God, it's close enough. But what is psychology but humans communicate? Oh my God. <laughs> You're so, so smart. Yeah, so I, yes, I suspect I suspect that you don't get along, along with, with your <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do not get along. I mean, I'm always telling her that she needs to leave my father because she's clearly not happy, but she lives in this, I mean, she's, they're so religious that there's no way they'd ever get a divorce. I mean, never, never, that would never happen. But they're so unhappy together. And it's like they say they stay together for the kids, and I'm like, we're all out of the house. None of us want that. But they just feel like it's their only option. All right. I'm sensing that your parents don't get along. Oh my God! <laughs> you are so good. You should like read people's tarot cards or something. Oh my God. I don't believe in that nonsense. <laughs> this is this is a communications degree at work. <laughs> Well, you just see right through me. They do not. They hate each other. Oh. And I, I, oh, there's the bell. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. No one's coming to my table. Yeah, no one came. No one oh. came. Oh God. No one came. Uh, <laughs> hey, can, does anybody want to come sit and uh, what's your name? <laughs> what's your name? Douglas. Oh, Doug. Dougie. Does anybody want to sit Douglas. with Dougie? Douglas. Uh, he's got nice shoes. I'm assuming he's uh, pretty wealthy. Just, just not. They like that. Yeah, <laughs> I've never had that happen before. You know, people just come to whatever. You know, yeah, all the, they all want the other to tables eat. seem to be going well. Uh, Are you like wearing a strong cologne or something? Uh, I don't. I wouldn't say it's strong. It's, it's oh, a, new round. Anybody? Yes. Come on, Tiffany. You've been here for like four weeks. Come on. <laughs> no, no. She only dates Asian guys, don't listen. <laughs> well, I, I, don't, I don't think I should have to pay the full amount. Oh, uh, I mean, come on, with those shoes? Are you really worried about a pretty penny? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm worried about being treated fairly. Oh, okay, you know what? Uh, I'll give you, like, um, some company. I can sit down, talk to you a little bit. 
You've got biscuits left. Yes, I've got biscuits. Yes, I've got biscuits. I've got biscuits left. You're open later than usual. Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm hoping to attract a whole new clientele. Ooh, night dwellers. Yes. <laughs> Two biscuits. One for me and one for you. Yes. One for you. One I for love me. being joined yes. for just a little bit of tea and crumpets or anything of the sort. <laughs> These are wonderful. Burn this. 
Yes, yes, we're still open. Cool. Can I, can I get some? Yeah, well, yes, of course you can get something. <laughs> what do you have? Well, we have, we have <laughs> biscuits and cakes. And I have a lasagna that I've made. <laughs> it's sort of an eclectic food stop. Cool, I'll take a cake. A whole cake? Uh -huh. I can eat a whole cake by myself. You're a monster. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can eat a, a whole cake by myself? Eat a whole cake by yourself? Get out of here. I'm a big, I'm a hungry grown boy. It's a, whole, it's a, it's a cake for 13. <laughs> My mother was right. Never leave the store. <laughs> World's a terrifying place. Hello! Are you still open? Well, yes, I'm still open. It says so on the door, doesn't it? Oh, yes, yes, it does. <laughs> I'll have a biscuit and a glass of milk. You're a monster! Ink in this pen. <laughs> I win. I win. Look at your face. All right. <laughs> but now I've got your secret inkless pen. <laughs> <laughs> Which I too will one day put to use. You're a monster. <laughs> sign the papers. Damn it. We're still married. 
are you putting that in there? I still have your secret, special divorce papers. <laughs> Wait, all right. They're not secret, I observe them. <laughs> still married, so you know what I would do? I would, <laughs> I would, I would just double your efforts. Invite friends. The only way that I'm going to surprise you now is to just bring anybody into our relationship. You know, men, women. Women. <laughs> I don't want to do any men. Why not? It's great. Not, not for me. Have you ever tried it? No. You might like it. I, I'm, I'm good with not trying. <laughs> You're not going to know if you like something until you try it. You know, I've never tried. Having Anal. sex with a hundred women. Oh. <laughs> never tried that. Never tried it. Do you even know a hundred women? I'm sure, in a way, I kind of do. I don't think I know, I don't know a hundred names. I'll bet you know a hundred names. <laughs> That's a lot of names. What? What? <laughs> You can say that loud. Anna. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Alice. Allie. Alexa. I like that you're going in alphabetical order. Albuquerque. <laughs> Beth. Brittany. Belinda. <laughs> Bearclaw. <laughs> She's feisty. Kathy. Catherine. Kate. Beth. <laughs> Cougar. Daniel. Dana. Dorothy, Durango, <laughs> Ditsy. Great, that's 20, 80 more to go. <laughs> and that only took a minute, so we got time. Elizabeth, Eleanor, Etsy. <laughs> Eve. You're from? <laughs> Francola. <laughs> Faye. <laughs> Finona. <laughs> Folly. Geraldine. 
Garden. Gerta. Gordona. Gabby. Harriet. Hydrangea. That's a beautiful name. That's our show! Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for coming out for the podcast and such. Uh, you were right, that was the best part of the day.